What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast, except when one of us is traveling, that touches on the hottest topics with a hint of what, Terrence? Uh, Yeah, yeah, a little, uh, just a hint of humor. Oh, I threw you off, huh? No, because, (laughs) I mean, the topic is not that funny or what today, right? It's not meant to be. It's a bit oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's true. kind of topic. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. that's true, that's true. Yeah. But but I did need to add a bit of the disclaimer at the start because this is the first podcast of this week, which is being recorded on a Friday. But there's a reason why we mm. haven't had been haven't been as prolific at our output. Right? And I said that's because I had mm. been I'm not actually in Singapore right now. Mm. Yeah. We're, we're doing it postal service LA and Y style. Yeah. What was postal service and the LA and Y Postal Service was a band that millennials coveted in the 2000s that basically they produced music from the two different sides of the US, lah, two producers. Is it? Came to, yeah, it's a band. They were called Postal Service because that's how they would communicate with each other through the Postal Service. Lah. What the fuck? Mm. So clearly not all millennials lah, because I am hearing about this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Only the cool, only the cool millennials. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of uh, course. I think I've heard the, of the, the some <laughs> songs by Postal Service. What was their most yeah. famous song? Uh, the most famous one was the, the the one that uh appeared in the Natalie Portman movie. Oh God, I forgot Garden the name. State. Uh, Garden State. Yes, Garden State. That's right. And uh, oh. it was uh, I think it was what was it called? Uh? Such Great Heights. Yes. Oh, so I probably yes. heard their music. You have definitely heard the music. Is that two thousands that style of uh of indie indie uh music indie pop? Yeah. I see, I see. But yeah, we are doing this remotely across a six-hour time difference because right now, I am in France. Francais. Yes. Bonjour. Yes. Yes. Bonjour. Yes, bonjour. And, and this, it's actually timely that you're there because that means you are only just across the border. The from, channel. <laughs> yeah, across the channel, sorry, from the topic we are actually going to be talking about, right? Yes, but before yeah. that, before that, before that, uh, what, what, do we, what are we plugging? Uh... I guess the I don't know just just uh, to share our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is an international podcast. It's literally an international podcast, correct? Recorded yeah. internationally and talk about international topics going to an international audience. If you're out there somewhere in the world, this podcast is trying to speak to you. Yeah, and and I will say that uh, next week I will also be recording one more remote, but we probably won't be doing three episodes next week. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the week after that, once I'm back, we're gonna be back at it, man. So don't worry. Don't worry. If any yeah. of you have been wondering what the fuck has been going on this past week, uh, it's really because I've been traveling. Uh, so yeah. I'll be away for another week because one of my best friends is getting married here somewhere here. Yeah. yeah then after that, uh, I'm back. But we are we we are toying the idea maybe of of uh, doing a, a you know interim episode lah, so to speak. Yeah. Correct. Correct. With, correct. Yeah. Maybe with our intern. Uh, yes. And maybe doing a, it's in the form of an AMA. So, yeah, let us know what you guys think, what kind of content that I can do with our Yalaba intern that you'd be interested to listen to. So, la. Yeah, exactly. Basically, without me. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without you. Unfortunately, yeah, without Harish. So, the mercurial ranting won't be there. <laughs> this, it'll be a much calmer episode, I promise you. The less monotonous. It'll be a lot more monotonous. La. It'll be a lot, no, no, a lot no, more no, monotonous. No, no, no. Not monotonous. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be calm. It's going to be calm. Not not renty, not renty, you know, like angry, you know. Not renty, not renty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But cool, yeah. man. Yeah, so if you see any post on Reddit asking for like an AMA questions or anything, just 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 show show us some love there, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. man. All right. Cool. Uh, yes. Yes. The 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 first topic. Um, yes. It's f- it's pretty fresh, lah. Right. Mm, uh, it, it was just yesterday, Thursday, uh, eight September, when it was announced that Queen Elizabeth II has passed on at the yeah. age of ninety six. Yes, and I think uh, for you, for for Singaporeans, it was overnight, lah. Yeah, it was happened. I mean, it was announced overnight. Oh, uh, I for see. You, yes, yes. For you, it was yesterday, lah. Right. Like nine, yeah, nine p.m. here in France time. Yeah, yeah, yeah around there. Right. So you yeah. found out when you woke up. When I woke up, yeah. And yeah. what was your initial thought? Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I've watched The Crown and big fan of The Crown on Netflix and all that. All five seasons, is it? All five seasons, all whatever's been produced, lah. Uh, you uh-huh. know, and uh, uh, I mean, I follow stuff that happens in the royal family, but I'm not like. All those, you know, there, there are people who have parties when whenever there's a royal wedding or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of those lah. I'm not so hardcore, but I do keep up with what the the happenings of the royal family. Also, I mean, uh, no, I can't say I'm like super sad or anything like that because I think you you'll find a lot of uh quite extreme reactions on both sides mm. uh, about this topic. Like, how about you? What do you what do you feel when you first heard? And do you hear it through the French news or or what? No, I heard it through my fiance, uh, oh, who okay. was on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I was like, oh, exciting. shit. Yeah. It, I mean, it just feels very surreal hearing that. Um, because mm. the past few days, I haven't been really on top of the news. But then uh, I realized that she has been sick for the past few days. Like, first of all, over the past few days, like now when I was doing research for this, I'm like, fuck, the, the UK has a new prime minister. What mm. the hell? When did that happen? Yeah. Um, and then Queen Elizabeth has been sick for the past few days. And then boom she passes on. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I literally left Singapore on Tuesday night and since then, it's like a different world in the UK, man. Mm. What what kind of different world are you talking about? I mean, the fact that the PM changed. Mm. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I knew that they were about to elect a new PM uh, since Boris Johnson's uh, announced that he would step down. But I didn't know mm. that she had been elected already or she had been chosen. I see, I see. But I mean, right. how about on the ground, on the ground in uh, France or anything? Um, anything so far nothing <laughs> so mm. far so far nothing yet I don't know whether today when I walk around this morning um, I will see things if anything I will post it on our Yalabad Insta stories yeah, um, yeah but yeah apart from that I don't know so so that's why I was curious when it happened Um, I knew I wanted to I'm, I was curious about the reactions because like, as you said it is Uh, there's a range even though on first Google everything is very very um positive la. Mm. I don't mm. not say positive like 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 loving the fact that she's no longer with us, but very what's the word? Uh? Very somber, very very oh, yeah, a lot of them pay tributes to uh, Elizabeth, la, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of tributes and all that la. Mm-hmm. But well, what about Singapore? Well, what has the reaction been since it was overnight? So you have almost had like a half half day for it to uh, uh, I mean, nothing big on the streets. I think it's a topic of conversation for people. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's no, there's very little colonial hangover about the whole thing, lah. You know where people are. Um, I but I think 
the politicians have all come out and, and posted something about it. Lawrence Wong, PM Lee, Tan Chuan Jin, all of them have come out and posted something about it. La. But uh, mm. not, not not nothing in the sense of like um, huge and tragic, la, you know? Just yeah. Singapore is uh, one of the nations in the Commonwealth. Um, and just saying, talking about Queen Elizabeth's devotion. and I think, oh yeah, we are, we are going to fly the flags at half mass on oh, yes, the day yes, of the yes. funeral, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah correct, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can't say it's it's like people are, I, I mean nobody has really been messaging it in all the WhatsApp groups I mean or anything like that lah. but but since yeah. doing like the research for this and reading up you know any any thoughts that came up uh, like how are you how are you how are you dealing with this yeah I mean the first thing I did was like oh um, then what happens to the whole commonwealth the concept yeah. of commonwealth and, and to be honest I uh, then I had to go on Wikipedia and read up about the Commonwealth. La. Mm. And I realized like, oh, it's just purely a voluntary organization for all the former colonies to just be hang out and be part of the organization together. La. Oh, it's a volunteer that, thing. So any yeah. country can can withdraw at any point in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, I think there are three countries, former colonies, that designed not to participate in the Commonwealth. Uh to me, Commonwealth was mostly about the Commonwealth games, uh, so it's like a sporting event and all that. It's like but, some front uh, membership, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a membership of like a club of <laughs> maybe the all the former victims of coloni- uh, colonization all coming together, get, hanging out. You get and, perks, and You get the, perks. Yeah, you get certain perks. <laughs> but it's still with the queen, still with the queen as the the head of the Commonwealth, la. Yeah. So a lot of people say it's like uh, empire hangover organization, la. You know. Mm. Um, but but I mean, it, and that's where maybe the 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 queen she's presided over this. Uh, you know, basically the fall of the British Empire and then moving on into to a more ceremonial position as head of state of, of the UK and everything. Mm. Um, and she's, you know, she's been unwavering so-called in her devotion to her job, la, right? Mm. Uh, which, I, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, yeah, la, not, I mean, th- there are a lot of people who have a bone to pick with monarchy, that's for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I even... Yeah, today I even met someone from the UK who... Who seems to know even less about the royal family than than I do, lah? You know about the, all the really? ongoing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he, and he just actively says he he tries to stay away from that that side of gossip and all that about the royal family, lah. So, so I I think yeah, even in in even the UK, you'll get very divided reactions about this. Uh. Probably even more, lah. Right. Mm. Even mm. more because I can imagine if you're coming from the UK and all like. There is a lot of attention on the monarchy, right? Yeah. There is a lot yeah. of attention on the royal family. And if, um, I mean, I am personally someone who does not really care about the royal family. In fact, I think in this day and age, they get a bit too much attention. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, there is a whole historical, um, how you say, uh, imp- wouldn't say importance, but influence. But at this point in time, especially like, you know, when there was the royal wedding and like, Fucking, it was so much around it. I'm like, yo, man, it's just a wedding between uh, people of the royal family. Like, does it need to like uh, be so overbearing in across pop culture and entertainment culture and news and shit like that? But I also yeah. do have some friends who were tuned in like like uh, crazy. Like, and I know people who also, I mean, even my fiance to a certain extent, she she does. Uh, take an interest in in just the spectacle of it, not mm. so much the belief mm. of a monarchy, but the spectacle of it. Like, like everything's so grand, and right? everything's yeah. so grand. Um, yeah. 
but but as I was researching for this, like I mean, one thing that dawned upon me was like, her reign, right? It's insane. <laughs> I think it's the longest, longest uh, uh reign as a monarch mm. ever. Mm. It's like seventy years. Yeah. Right. She became the queen at age twenty one, and yeah. now she's ninety six, so seventy four years plus, mm. and. If you think about people who have had like interesting lives and all, um, can you imagine her life? She has because she's she's always held like a weekly audience with the with the UK Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was made famous also by the Crown. You know, like sitting mm-hmm. down in that room, um, yeah. and she's presided over fifteen Prime Ministers now. Yeah, yeah. F- starting from I mean, from Winston Churchill all the way to Margaret Thatcher and Boris yeah. Johnson. So, and if you look at her life in pictures, right, you know, when when regular people pass on, their life in pictures, maybe like, okay lah, like, there'll be a bunch of pictures and you can, it's almost set in like, I don't know, one country or, it feels mm. like, okay, like, mm. you can imagine living that life. If you look at her life in pictures, right, it's fucking insane, right? Yeah. She has been like, at the front front, front row of so many things, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and even at the end of it, I think, uh, there was the 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 new PM appointment looming around at the start of this week, and she's actually mm. on her annual summer holiday in Scotland with the family, right? Mm. Uh, she's always there August to October, and there were talks of her flying back from Scotland to England to appoint the new PM because there's a whole process for a PM going out and then PM coming in, no? Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like yeah, the PM gives a speech at Downing Street, then goes to meet the Queen. And the mm. queen dismisses the PM, then calls on the phone the new PM, the new PM mm. goes, and then the queen asks the new PM, are you ready to form a new government? The new PM says yes, then she kisses the hand and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But this time, the Boris Johnson and the new PM flew to Scotland. Mm. Um, and then, you know, Queen Elizabeth had to turn down an online meeting on Wednesday because of mm. poor health. Yeah. Um, so it just felt like well, up till the end, she almost made it a point to ensure the transition of PM and then she's like, all right, I'm piecing out. Boom. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a whole pomp and circumstance uh, element of, of, of being the queen, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think, yeah, like, like what you said, like, that, like um, a lot of people, especially in the UK, also question the whole point of the monarchy already la. like why are we spending taxpayers money to you know keep this family uh in power and everything la, right yeah, yeah. Them, and then what do they do for society like there's that big element of that but there's also the people who say that's yeah la, as much as we we don't like it or what that's tradition and 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 how how it's been for all this time so why why change it like isn't it like uh i mean in some sense the royal family is one of the cultural exports of 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 the world, right? Like, you know, mm. like Hollywood is a cultural export of the US, right? The royal yeah. family is a cultural export of the UK that, that uh, is recognizable around the world. And, and the fact, yeah, it's every time something happens in the royal family is a big event. Yeah. But, um, you know, what, what kind of, sig- in, in this day and age, what kind of signal is the UK sending to the world and they anoint this and still keep this royal family in power? And I mean, even within the family, Harry and Meghan and so you know have denounced their royal titles and everything already. Yeah, and to be one, be one of the people. So, um, there's a lot of reform and change going on even within that whole institution of the Queen. Mm. Uh, so you know, uh, honestly, after this, 
after her passing, how many of these institutions will be torn down and, and you know, uh, modernized or what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious to know. Lah. But, you, but when you say torn down, like, uh, like, I also had the same question. Okay, now Queen Elizabeth has passed on. So what happens? Mm. But then, there's, there's now a king. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. King also, Charles. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but every time something happens, it's a time to re-examine. Do we, we really need that, lah, right? Like the Commonwealth, the, the organization of the Commonwealth. Yeah. Like, like what, what purpose does it serve in, in the world today, lah, right? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think even like um, early on, because if you look at her reign, there were periods of controversy, lah. I think there was one part when um, Winston Churchill handed over the, to Anthony Eden as PM and then there was a whole Suez Canal uh, dilemma. I think in the 60s, when Queen Elizabeth, I think, first faced her, her kind of um, a negative fallout from a global incident. Lah. And then, I think after that, based on what I read, there, there was almost a transition from the label a monarch to the royal family. So, like, less focus on her and more the family. Lah. And then, even recently, there was something, I think, in the past year where they came out and said something that seemed a little progressive. I don't know whether it was related to Harry and Meghan or that they agreed that Harry and Meghan can denounce their, I mean, can, can how do you say, uh, is it abdicate or release renounce. their, re, yeah. uh, renounce, not denounce, renounce yeah, yeah. their royal titles, which felt like a first. La. So, hmm. so I guess optimistically, maybe there will be a chance for King Charles to say, okay guys, uh, let's, let's claw back the reach of the monarch and things like that. I was surprised that he's now going to be king. It did not occur to me at all that he will now be king. What do you mean did not occur to you? As in, I was wondering, okay, what, what happens after the queen? I'm like, okay, that's the end of the monarch. Oh, <laughs> you know? No, no, no. It's, it's then I'm like, oh, continuity, fuck. yeah. I mean, even for him, right? Get, I don't know how he honestly feels. Because like Prince Charles is like, you know, nice, you can enjoy the perks of being in the royal family. How to become King Charles? King Charles, yeah. Exactly. King Charles. I guess, okay, but but I, I guess he probably knew at some point he would need to take over. Lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the, the fun. That's why the, the Crown is such an interesting series, lah, right? It's an mm. examination of, of uh, a, a family of people who, are all, as much as they are privileged, they're also, uh, you know, imprisoned by their circumstances, lah, right? Yeah. You can right. never really leave your family or leave uh yeah the royal family and the and everything that comes with it lah. um and it's just something you're born into you don't have a choice and yeah it offers you a lot of perks but there's a lot of uh, things that you lose along the way lah, right yeah um but yeah, the interesting thing is so that even the as much as a lot of people think that the crown is a criticism of the of the of the queen and the monarchy right like literally the the crown the producer of the crown they has they have decided to pause filming out respect for Queen Elizabeth, and then um they, then I I mean indefinitely they've paused the production of the show lah, to show their respect to Queen Elizabeth. So they they are they are also very respectful of her legacy as well I know? think I think for them they it seems like they were almost wanted to chart out like every decade of of her as a season right because mm, I've mm. only seen the first season, um but. It really did follow like the by the fifth season, which reign is it? Huh? Uh no, I think it's just the uh, uh every ep- season is marked by a very big uh 
by uh, you know big change yeah events like so I think the last season if I remember correctly was Margaret Thatcher and 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 uh, Diana la, basically coming oh. into the picture Princess Diana so oh, so that the was next quite one, recent really la. that that was like the past two decades really la. yeah in the nineties so, and everything really yeah so the next one would probably be you you I'm sure they already have like things mapped out all the way till like today la. uh as the, yeah. I mean, the, the drama is still happening every day, right? Yeah. Uh, Harry and Meghan, Kate and Charles, uh, Kate and, and William and all, and uh, even Prince Andrew and, and all that. So there's a lot of content. Uh, but, but the funny thing is like, um, yeah, Queen Elizabeth has visited Singapore like three times in history. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think uh, the ministers all are putting out all these photos of her various visits to Singapore. So even, even like... Uh, even in that sense, just her longevity, like, uh, you know, each time she's come to visit kind of marks a milestone in, in Singapore's history also, right? Yeah. When we have such a, when a head of state and all comes to visit. So I think yeah. even the opposition MP, her thing, Ru, she mm. has a photo of her meeting Queen Elizabeth on one of these visits when she was a child. Oh, yeah. is it? Mm, so like presenting flowers to Queen Elizabeth, you know, in oh. Amokyo, Amokyo town. So um yeah, there's just uh, I, I I guess if anything people feel I wouldn't say affinity, but it's some kind of link to the past. Yeah. And that link to the past is gone when when, when she passes. So and, uh it's it's something that they uh, you know, everyone it reminds everyone of their mortality also. And and most specifically the Queen came in nineteen seventy two, in nineteen eighty nine, and in two thousand and six. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So so you know you you're saying that um you just said it's a reminder of the past and all um there has been some negative uh reception or like more I don't know celebratory reception uh comments about the queen's passing like. what what are mm. some that you have come across or some reactions that you've seen that are not so much about tributes no I think yeah people who believe the monarchy is a waste of time and money. Uh, attention and time and money, you know. Mm. Uh, what does it do for society? The the you know the idea of how the, how does the idea of meritocracy exist in a society where we also worship a royal family? You know what? It, there's a lot of contradictions there, lah. And um, mm. you know when we talk about keeping up the times and and just acknowledging that yeah, every industry faces change, every Every you know government faces has to adapt to the times. Why is it that we're so steadfastly hanging on to this idea of uh, a monarchy, la, Right. So, so I I think for a lot of people, probably the passing of the Queen Elizabeth is it marks an opportunity to really re-examine a lot of these uh, institutions and structures, mm. and uh, maybe you know making some making moves now is if there's any time to do it is now, la, Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, I guess so because I mean she is famous for her commitment to the to the monarchy, lah, right? Mm. Um, I think she has been quoted saying that it's sad that people do not take on jobs for life because I think for her it's literally from the time she became queen up to like just a few days before she passed, it has yeah. always been about serving the monarchy, lah. Yeah, right, no but, chance to no chance to do the quiet quitting. Thing yeah, this, can you imagine the queen quiet quits? Cannot, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cannot, cannot, cannot. Yeah. Like every week to meet the PM, no. 
Um, mm. I don't know how many times that she's ever been like 8 p.m. Um, today, today I can't make it. Can we, can we reach schedule? Yeah, not then, you feeling know, it. Not feeling time. it. Yeah, not, not feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Not feeling it. But, and I mean, that's just one of the many, uh, you know, like, whatever it is, like, appearances she has to make around, around the, the world, that right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, well, I, I wasn't that big of a fan of The Crown to want to watch all five seasons. The first season, I mean, it just makes you think like, oh, like what you said, like, like being born in the royal family is not just roses, right? It's not just a life of roses. Um, You really cannot escape and there's a lot that comes comes with it. But um, I think aside from the people who are just questioning the monarch, there have been quite a few pointed reactions. Um, One of which that got quite a bit of traction on Twitter was a tweet by a Carnegie Mellon University associate professor. I mean, Carnegie mm-hmm. Me- Mellon is pretty well-known university. Um, and her tweet said, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. Mm-hmm. Um, it eventually got taken down by Twitter, but not before getting like, I think 10,000 retweets and 30,000 comments or something. Mm-hmm. Um, some supportive, some uh, more dismissive, including from pe- people like Jeff Bezos, uh, who said this is someone supposedly working to make the world better. I don't think so. Wow. So, then the university kind of like... Um, uh, who's, who Jeff Bezos said what? Um, this is someone uh, about the professor. Oh, okay, this is okay, someone supposedly working to make the world better. I don't think so. Wow. And then quite a few people saying like, yeah, this kind of post is not expected from a person of your level. But if, I mean, on Twitter... Like, uh, you actually do see these sort of reactions, like people sharing mm. videos of uh, uh, individuals from certain countries in Africa that were kind of, like, were tortured by mm. British troops during some fight for independence. Or, I mean, one example I saw was a Kenyan woman who was mm-hmm. apparently tortured with axes and put in, like, uh, concentration camps. And... You just see, you're like, wow, like, uh, in some way, I think we we covered this or we spoke about this, not on the podcast, but in general, when Lee Kuan Yew passed, right? Uh, about yeah. how when public figures pass on, is it fair to criticize whatever they did in their lives? And initially, my thought was like, I mean, they still passed on, it's still a death. But I think there was one article that I think maybe you shared with me that kind of spoke about how for public figures, it is even more important that the positives, the negatives of their reign are highlighted because it's important that it be remembered and not forgotten. Mm. Um, and and that's where I'm curious about the criticisms towards Queen Elizabeth because the difference for, I guess, I don't, like how much of the direction for the British troops, for example, came from her. You know, I, mean, I think she's, so much, uh, yeah. she's a bit more removed than the PM, but I mean, Singapore also didn't have like concentration camps at the at the hands of the British, um, to the extent that some African countries did, la. So, I mean, if your ancestors were kind of killed by British troops, how would you feel? La? Yeah, but 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 also cannot whitewash, you know, the fact that they 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 did they did just leave us leave us true uh, true true. Yeah, leave true. us dry, like, out to dry during the Japanese occupation. I mean, the true, Japanese true. war and everything. Yeah. So in India, like, they didn't directly torture people, but the actions have had profound impacts on past generations, are like, traumatic 
impact. La. But, but yeah. I, I think also the, the Lee Kuan Yew case is quite interesting because, uh, yeah, when was the last time the head of state, uh, who was not, you know, the sitting prime minister or anything, the head of state, uh, or someone very beloved, a very beloved figure or, or very uh, respected or, or widely known figure in a country uh, passed away and, and, you know, basically the whole country went into to, uh, like mourning, like, right? And mm. uh, in, in, in our time, I think uh, Lee Kuan Yew probably was the closest example. Mm. And then uh, you saw what happened to Amos Yee. Uh, you saw the reaction people had to Amos Yee. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a, quite a, quite a crazy time if you really think back. Like, remember, I remember those days um, you turn on the radio if you listen to the radio, you turn on the radio and they were just playing these like 24-hour like sad music tributes to Yeah, Kuan man. Yew. And radio it was damn surreal. Like, it was just yeah. surreal. Yeah. It was fucking weird for one week. One week, yeah. Like and then had... just like until the funeral. And then remember we, I think we even took to the streets to record a video about like how the, 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 the something they aired that just felt very strange when you were when you tried to go to the 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 wake, like, right? And, and yeah. visit the, the wake and all that. It was just a very strange thing. And then I think people felt it was a very, whoa, it's a very sensitive time. Don't make fun of anything. And then it must see happen. Like, and, and, you know, uh, you know that's, that's, that's essentially the equivalent to what you're seeing with that tweet as well. Like. Yeah. I think it was literally like at 11 p.m. We just decided to go and film shit around town. Because Singapore mm. felt so weird. It was like so packed. Like people were queuing up. It, f- it felt weirdly like Singapore was more together than I've ever felt. Mm. Um, like uh, just people on the streets, you were, yeah, people were friendly. It was like one big family, but it was weird. Like, and I can only imagine in the UK now, it will be to that extent. But you probably get a lot more people who are feeling the opposite. Like. So there's yeah. like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, I think, oh, uh, shit, I can't even ask my Singapore friend, oh, and my, maybe at my friend's wedding next week, I'll be like, guys, what do you think of the mm. Queen's passing? Uh? You know, I'll be that person, <laughs> la. I'll be that person. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the person I spoke to from the UK, is that, well, you know, life goes on, but, yeah, I guess, like, certain things like the stamps will change, because the Queen's on the stamps, right, you know? Mm. And then certain, I think, uh, yeah, the, uh, wherever her image or silhouette is, uh, yeah, those things need to be changed. But actually, why, why would it need to be changed? It can still be kind of commemorative, right? I believe, I, I, I'm not very sure, but uh, uh, maybe there's some rule that uh, whoever the head of state is has to be uh, on the stamp or something like that. Like, like, oh. I learned, like I learned today that um, in the UK, it's a thing that if you reach 100 years old, you will get a letter from the Queen oh, congratulating you on living to 100. So a lot of them, a lot of uh, people in the UK were speculating that if she's going to reach 100, such as she writes a letter to herself. La, oh, you know? So, but yeah, I guess she's 96, so it uh, did happen. But uh, yeah, I, I guess there are all these little, little things in the UK that uh, I guess would, um, you know, uh, when you're outside, you don't, you wouldn't see and understand. La. But the yeah. closest, the closest proxy we've probably had is the passing of Lee Kuan Yew. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's just it's just the the spectacle of the royal family because last year her husband passed on, right? Mm, that's right. Yeah, at the age of ninety nine, I think. Mm, mm, um, yeah. and I mean, in some ways similar to Lee Kuan Yew, uh, I think he passed on what a year after his wife passed passed away. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Right. So I mean, like at the end of it, it's still 
someone dying, so no cause for celebration or anything. But mm. I'm curious what the reactions will be like. Because I think in the coming days, there will be definitely a lot of articles uh, that will be f- focusing on the criticism. Like, because there's going to be a lot that are being tribute. And as mm. with most things, if things go a lot one way, there will be a counter-movement. Like. So I'm yep, curious yep. to see how people approach that. Like. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think the crown on Netflix definitely is going to get a bit Yeah, more. man. They're uh, having pre-production are... meetings already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now that. we hold on. Now we hold on. But the next few yeah. seasons are sorted already. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think uh, one, one of the big things is uh, people are going to be tuning into the, to the, the funeral. Um, mm. You know, the last time when Harry and Megan got married, even I, I watched it live la, on TV. But a bit uh, or the whole thing? Uh, I mean, we just—it's just something that's on the TV on a Saturday, and just mm-hmm. you just have it on, and you're just watching it. So, um, the timing just worked out as a Saturday night event in Singapore, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. I, I wonder whether they'll, you know, they'll stop any Premier League matches and all that going forward the next. I mean, the Champions weeks. League. I think there was some talk about postponing it, but they went on, la. They went on. Yeah. They just paid respects respects beforehand. Yeah, um, yeah. but the funeral is I guess different la. that was the announcement the funeral you said it's going to be this weekend is it probably will be on the weekend uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I'm not 100% sure uh, uh, just waiting to see uh, wow. yeah when it will be la. yeah yeah man interesting interesting but, uh, yeah la. speaking of uh, changing tides and you know life changing uh, happenings I think the the next thing we're talking about is also is also uh, heralding a move into the future, la, right? Mm. And, uh, and uh, moving on from from our very glorious past. Yeah. Uh, and what is this topic about? Uh, the topic is the announcement that selected SAF products will now soon be available on Lazada. Mm. Um, and I mean, for those who are not part of the SAF or who have never had to partake in the Singapore Armed Forces or NS. Uh, mm. There are certain certain products like shoes and, you know, insecticide and camo cream that you will always need uh, throughout your NS and you maybe even reservist. And the one place that most people go to uh, is the Army Road, uh, Beach Road Army Market. La. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay, like... Uh, do you go anywhere else? Like, because you also have the SAF e marts at the different camps, right? Uh, Where do you I go to stock up? Uh? Uh, usually, I I think there's a there used to be an e mart at the Safra Mount Faber, mm. and then there's one at Safra Pongo. Mm. Uh, but a lot, most of the times I go to the ones in camp lah, the e marts camp, mm. also in Jurong or what to stock up, yeah. And it's usually during reservists that I do that. La. So, yeah, it's a so, very time, time-honored time tradition to spend the first day in camp queuing up at the EMAT. La. I see, I see. So, so yeah, it's it's something that you have always had a few kind of set-in-stone options. La. It's almost like physical stores. La. Um, mm. So, this one, even though it's seen as like a movement that is, oh, you know, embracing e-commerce, making the experience easier for NS men or people who need this sort of SAF gear. There has been some, I wouldn't say backlash, but responses from the owners of the Beach Road Army Market uh, shops. Mm. Um, because they now worry that the store is going to put them out of business. 
Yeah, yeah. And so the yeah. time-honored tradition of going to Beach Road to to buy all your items on weekends for booking in. Yeah, that is under threat. And I mean, the Beach Road Army Market is really like a how you say, it's an institution, Um, I think a lot of non-SGF people go there also for camping gear. Um, mm-hmm. the, before the the likes of Decathlon and all came around, I think yeah. that was one of the best places to get anything like boots, waterproof socks, knives, mm. screwdrivers, whatever camping gear. And it's actually quite a fun place to go to. Like, I I I like going there for these sort of little 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 gadgets and trinkets. We've even filmed there, you yeah. know, uh, a few scenes in our terrorist comedy. Uh, yeah. were filmed there. So well, like. Well, what what were your thoughts when you first read the the title of the headlines? Uh, uh I mean, I just found it funny, la. I mean, the SAF and like you know, moving into the <laughs> moving into the four G and everything, like uh, opening a Lazada shop, you know, e commerce <laughs> and all. <laughs> I is just really something out of left field, but and then they the funny thing is that they they talked about it like it was like this big public private partnership that they can learn skills and all that. From. I'm like. Guys, just fuck like it's just a it's just a it's an e-commerce store lah. You know, don't make such a big deal out of it lah. Oh, wait, yeah. you saw you saw that way. Like what what did they? I say? think the statement the statement that the brigadier general again another general oh. uh made about after signing the signing the deal with Lazada to put some of the items on sale on the Lazada store. I'm like, for fuck's sake lah! Just it's, <laughs> it's just selling. It's like yeah lah. You're just putting stuff online to sell lah. Can you all not? Make like it makes such a big pony show out of it, lah. Actually, because yeah. setting up a Lazada store, I don't know what the requirements are, but I don't think it's something that is monumentally hard, lah. Right? Yeah, and how about yeah? If you're the SAF and what you know, then you know, argue for better terms for you know for sellers and all these kind of things, lah. You know, mm. and, and 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 rather than like just hook line and sinker, just open the own your own store. I mean, actually the. From what I understand, you can already be sh- you can already shop for a lot of items, a lot of these items online on the eMart, the uh, e-store that, that for the eMart already. So, is it that huge a deal, or is it just another publicity stunt, la? Yeah, I guess it's just funny because it's Lazada, la, Right? <laughs> it, it why 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 would that why is it funny? Because like what you said, la, Like if you go to the e- the official e-store, it's like uh, okay, la, You know. It's still the army store. You know, you go to that website for one reason. You need mm. to stock up on your army gear, la, you know, as part of defending the nation. Mm. But then now that it's on Lazada, you can be buying, I don't know, this thing that helps you clean the earwax off your earphones. Um, and then you're like, oh shit, I need some SAF gear. Or like, you know, the 8 8 or 9 9 sale. Yeah. You just add it all to your, <laughs> to your, to your checkout. Like, you're like, hey, I can get discount on SCF. So it just feels like SCF gear, ultimately, it's still, you know, the defense of our country and shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though, yeah, like that. Uh, I don't know how many people see that as the core thing that sticks out. Like, oh, it's the defense. But on Lazada, like what you say, like, it just feels very, gim- almost like it's, I don't know, you buy food on Lazada, you buy appliances on Lazada and now you buy like military gear. La, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think the, maybe the, the idea is that like uh, a lot of these items, they, last time when we went, I mean, we were told that these items are all controlled, la, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a limited <laughs> number that you could purchase and if you wanted to get yeah the only place even if you wanted to buy a new uniform or whatever like, you had to discard your old uniforms with them and blah blah blah, blah stuff like that yeah. so yeah just to be, see on Lazada and think that you know, any auntie can just basically also roll up and and buy buy those uh, Adidas shoes same Adidas shoes that NS men wear um, it just makes the whole thing feel uh, you know, less like you're uh, really trying to, to prepare for, as a professional soldier. It just feels like, yeah, it's like a cosplay, it's like cosplay like that lah. Cosplay. <laughs> you're like buying, you're buying a cosplay costume on Lazada and, and now you're a soldier after you buy the, the after you buy the admin, admin t-shirt and the shorts ah, and the cosplay. shoes. Cosplay. Yeah. Cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, NS is a two-year-long cosplay conference, ah, is it? <laughs> I mean, theoretically, you know, if you, if your country never goes to war, what, 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 cosplay. what are you really doing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So anytime if you do cosplay and your parents say, you know, why are you wasting time? You're like, hello, every Singaporean male cosplays for two years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just cosplaying like once a month. But I think, I think the mart, uh, the lifestyle mart, or that's what it's called, lifestyle mm. mart, um, has only 20 products now. Mm. So mm. it feels like, you know what you said, there's so much fanfare, the CEO of Lazara Singapore and the Brigadier General signing this thing, you know, then you go there, it's 20 products. I don't yeah. know whether they have plans to increase, but now it's like insecticide, towel, camo, sandals, socks, yeah. shoes, kids army t-shirt. I don't know why yeah. they have kids army t-shirt and uh, shorts. La. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think there was suggestion, I was reading suggestions online that they should put the army rations on Lazada. So, you know, <laughs> sell it as an actual food item for people who miss eating army rations. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know and I, I think the thing about beach road was at one point you could get I, I've heard like you could get even contraband items like a firing pin you know that's part oh, of your M16 shit. to replace in case you all in case something happens in camp or what like. I've heard oh. like, right but I think uh, that was back in the day now maybe it's not so prevalent anymore already like. Um, but you're definitely not going to find it on, on the Lazada store, like, right? <laughs> you're yeah. not going to buy, <laughs> yes. buy a M16 firing pin or SAR-21 firing pin. Yeah. I mean, the benefit is, I guess, for certain products, if you do need it, uh, I, it's kind of nice having it be delivered as opposed to going to Beach Road or Mount Faber or Pongol. Because yeah, yeah. moving about is tough for you. This is a benefit. This is a, a good thing. Mm. Right. I, I guess the only thing I was wondering is I you know, in Singapore we have this relentless drive towards uh digitalization, right? And and uh cannibalizing your own your your sunset industries and stuff like that, like, right? Mm. Um but I mean I know it's it's probably more work than just having a big press conference with Lazada and, and then listing on their platform. It's probably more work, but would there have been a way to maybe work with the retailers at the Beach Road mm. Army Market to help them push them on onto, board, uh. onto e-commerce sites together, you know? Uh such that yeah, I mean, not just not just the uh so so that I mean just understanding that these are also businesses that have been around for very long and that, that you know, people trust them to to, to sell what they need and all this and, and rather than just creating more competition for them that they can't fight with lah, right mm, mm, mm. Uh, 
they, because it's yeah for whatever reasons maybe getting online is tougher for them because they're older or they're just a bit more stubborn and all this um, shouldn't we put more effort and time and money into helping these businesses get online and then they provide the same services that are the same products that you're now selling yourself on 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 Lazada right mm. um, and then there's yeah, it feels like a win-win situation for everyone right uh, but the most expedient, the best press release probably comes from from SAF signing a deal with Lazada, right? A memorandum of understanding, MOU, not even a deal, just an MOU. La. Then you can have a press conference, you can have a Lazada CEO there and all that kind of thing. Yeah, la, it's, it sounds great on paper, but like like who then who suffers from that that action, la, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I I mean that's what I feel. Every time I see these kind of things where somebody is left in the lurch, you know, uh, especially the older generation or that, I feel like uh, things could have been done better. Lah. So you mean like for Lazada to work with each of these retailers and bring them on to their own Lazada, Lazada stores? Yeah. Lazada yeah. official stores. Yeah, a concerted effort between the SAF and these retailers and, and you know, with, I mean, Lazada can be involved, but don't make it so exclusive between Lazada and SAF really. Lah. But bro, Lazada needs to be the needs to eat all and win all and consume all, man. What does the middleman yes. matter? Just, just go straight to the big, big kahuna, la, the BG. But man. yeah, I mean that's where you know, like, if I think if if you just blindly believe that that uh, technology and everything will save the world, then you've just been ignoring the last decade or so of like you know, uh politics uh, and everything being disrupted and not in a good way la, by technology or yeah, so la. Yeah. And, 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 and like there needs to be a balance especially if, it, if we're talking about uh, the SAF the government organization and everything um, then they, there needs to be a bit more uh, just just think a bit more about your role in, in society or so la, right because because the Beach Road Army Market is an icon la. it's a very iconic place um, and I think every Dude probably has had to visit the Beach Road Army Market at some point. And that whole area is actually quite historic, even with the food center near, uh, below, you know. Um, yeah. It's such a such an interesting place. And I mean, just talking about how like, um, you know, when progress speeds ahead uh, and leaves some people in the lurch. I mean, one, uh, one thing we were thinking about talking as a topic today, which we didn't, it was that the, the Yishun Hawker Center, you know, 10 out of 14 stalls quit. Uh, coffee shop, the la, not the yeah. Center. Coffee, uh, shop, coffee yeah. shop, yeah. Quit the forty million dollar Yishun coffee shop that was bought because the rent is set at ten thousand a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you just look at it, you're like, oh shit, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on, man? Yeah. Um. So this Beach Road Army Market, I hope it doesn't die out. Um. I think in the articles that spoke to the sellers, some of them already did say that you they haven't been depending on just SAF. Um, stuff because if you depend on that you're kind of screwed la. because mm. over the years they have already made some move to come online la, right like mm. what you said la, the, the, or, or just have more uh, clearer lines to to or like points of contact with the army men la. so the sellers themselves they stock up on non-army wares but more camping mm. gear la. maybe that's how they have to pivot la. just focus yeah. like a camping hub and the SAF thing just slowly wean themselves off it la. Maybe maybe that's the point uh, to to force them out of the of the space or so, uh, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. 
to make them less dependent on army boys to for the income. But yeah, you know, I just feel that uh, again there was an opportunity to uh do something that that helps all Singaporeans rather than just a uh, you know those that are very connected digitally to and and believe in the power of technology to move things forward and don't think about the downsides of technology also la. Yeah. So maybe maybe they'll do a, a comfort uh, a comfort cap because you know when the rideshare apps came into Singapore a mm. lot of the uh, taxi drivers and even comfort themselves were kind of not the most comfortable with these apps kind of taking their market share like, but mm. like mm. fast forward to today Uber is no longer here Grab is getting all sorts of flag and the comfort app is actually not bad no? mm. Mm. yeah pushes uh, them Pushes them into the next, the, the future, right? The yeah, they basically yeah. went from like, oh, fuck Uber, fuck Grab. They're like, oh, you know what? Okay, fine. You want to play? Let's play ball, man. Mm. And now their app is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a good app. I, yeah, but, you know, Lazada versus uh, Beach yeah, Road Sellers. Beach Road Sellers. Different, a bit different from Comfort Delgro versus Uber and all these things. La. Yeah, so. Yeah. Ladies, uh, I mean, I can't blame these, uh, you know, generals and all for, for wanting the the press uh, press conference opportunity because that's that's a lot of what their career is is, is built on, uh, right? You know, publicity and everything. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I think yeah, don't be so don't be such a tech bro, like, Don't be a tech bro. Just hook line and sinker. Just everything is big tech and. That's the future. Tech bro, man. Some of Lazada got their building. <laughs> along. Yeah, the monkey. It's not literally. Beach Road. It's Bras Basa. Bras 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Bras Bras right? Yeah. Bras Bras But yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool. Um, so All yes. Right. Is, what is your one shook thing? of the, one, one shook comment of the week. Sorry. Uh, one shook comment. Wait, uh, I don't know. Oh, I can't remember if we covered this on a... Previous podcast, but one short comment from it was on our episode three two four about Joseph schooling and the Chanchen Singh mm. asking school alumni to ease teachers' work workload. Um, there was a comment from Derek FCW, uh, who mm. is a teacher. Was mm. that a one short comment for you before? Uh possibly. I can't remember. Uh, 100%. I mean, you. Uh, they they were just saying that they. Yeah, teacher, they've been enjoying our recent episodes where education matters have been highlighted. Um, and the fact that CCS's point about leveraging alumni networks um, is really being done apparently for higher education and career guidance. Uh, so mm. it's not a novel suggestion. But they shudder whenever new policies or suggestions come along because somebody on the ground has to help coordinate these things. And this just means more work lah. Uh, which is something we highlighted also. Uh, there's all these grand plans to bring back alumni, but someone on the ground needs to coordinate. Uh, mm. But they also did highlight uh, one thing that has come about that I think some Redditors also posted as a potential topic about the chatbot for teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, the chatbot for teachers to get emotional support. Uh, I've yeah. seen some memes, but yeah, it's not something that has stood out to, uh, to us yet. But I do want to go and check it out and see what people are saying. Uh, mm. The yeah. chatbot. But yeah, it's, that was uh, that was one comment that I enjoyed reading. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, the I mean we haven't posted much in terms of new podcasts, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think someone did already 
uh, posts about the chatbot on our Reddit already, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. And, correct. and you know, just while listening to our podcast and all. But uh, I think the one one interesting thing that uh, long-time listener Jumbo, Jungle Jimbo posted was uh, about the idea of the, the topic of Food King announces closure and deletes all posts. NOC YouTube videos disappear too. Mm. Uh, I mean, it happened about almost a week ago. La, so we haven't had a chance to even talk about it. La. And honestly, I, yeah, I'm not also not sure how much there really is to talk about. But uh, I, I, yeah, la, I just felt like, oh, okay, that's, it's quite a, I guess maybe a, a closing of a certain chapter. Mm. in the Singapore YouTube history. Um, you know, I don't know what's the next phase of it, but but uh, it is something that, that you know, people like Harish, myself, we, we do like, that. we did send around the news when it happened, but um, yeah, like, I, I think it's interesting. I'm just quite fascinated that, that there wasn't as much conversation about it as I thought there might be. La. Yeah. Mm. Maybe people are so, sick of the whole drama shit, really, yeah. Possibly, possibly. And maybe, yeah, maybe it's just time to close that chapter already. Uh, right. Close that chapter. Yeah. And that's what's been happening. That's what's happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yes. cool. Maybe, maybe there might be a point in time where we need to address that, but not yet. La. No, yeah, no, yeah. We're not yeah. sure exactly yeah. what's next. La. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. And what is your one shock thing all the way from Paris, France? Uh, my one shock thing is, what, well, something that it totally blew my mind because I think my one shock things in the past, right? I have mentioned a certain Mark Rebier a few times uh, on more than one occasion. La. And for people who maybe have not heard, he is a super talented musician who creates music on the fly by looping uh, uh, melodies and his own voice. And he used to, I think, Back maybe like six, seven years ago, he was working at a call center at, in the US, had always been pursuing music on the side but not getting anywhere. Then he had one video of his live stream go viral because what mm. he used to do was live stream and then take calls and come up with songs on the fly. Then he started mm. getting a few gigs here at restaurants and all. Then COVID happened and he mm. started live streaming at home. And that's when I fucking just got obsessed with him. I used to watch his live streams mm where his subscriber base grew, he went past a million subscribers on YouTube, and then COVID opened up, he started touring. Mm. And when me and my fiancé were looking at stuff to do in France, just so happened that he mm. was going to be performing in town. Wow. And okay. I tried to get tickets, and we were put on the wait list, and I was thinking, oh, fuck, why did I look it up beforehand? And shit. Mm. But then suddenly I got an SMS saying we got tickets, and last night, we watched him <laughs> live, dude. Wow. And this is like, this is like, oh your whole my life God, just, man. your whole life, like, just flashed before you as you, as you were Yo, watching. Oh man, concert. I was such a fanboy. During one of the songs, right, I actually teared up, no? Wow. I fucking teared up just watching this maniac on stage. Um, and I'll put some on my Insta stories or some shit, but it was, it was magical. And I know people can't just click a link to go experience the concert, but maybe yeah. now it's time for you to just, check out a video of his which I will put but it was it was magical I felt like the guy from the NDP who was crying just standing <laughs> there uh, just like I was like oh my god this guy uh, I, I fucking love him I, I I respect all that he has done and just yeah he's, he's awesome it just so blew did, my did mind. you 
Do you like uh what were you one of those like just taking a video for the duration? Oh, no, of no, 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 no. I, I took videos at certain moments, but I made sure mm. also to just enjoy it for what it was. Mm. And my fiance was there with me also, and it was just it was awesome. Is she a it. fan also? Yeah, she's a fan. She's a fan. Oh, she's a fan. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I mean, there are there are other people that I showed to her that she does not like. So I don't think she's a fan just because she's my fiance. She's it, looking it. at me right now, uh, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's yeah. a true fan, like She's a true fan. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll find out from her the next time. I see her. Yeah, you can ask her. Oh, this is true, la. Like whether right. it's like you're dragging her to this concert, <laughs> much rather just be hanging out in a cafe in Paris. No, no, she's a true fan. Okay, she's a true fan. <laughs> yeah, she's a true fan. We've all been there. We've all been there. Like, like you. you. <laughs> My wife absolutely loved the John Mayer concert. That's why she was like so tired of standing after by the end of the concert. Really. That she sat down. She's a true fan also. She's a true fan. She's a true fan. Yeah, my wife is a huge fan of like all huge the bands. Fan. Like, yeah, yeah, but, man. Uh, cool, but cool. What was, what was, what's your one shook thing? Um, is this? Uh, I mean, yeah, I just, I just been. Uh, I mean, other than Better Call Saul on Netflix, I was, I just came across this series called Untold, mm. uh, which is uh basically a, I think a series that that the Players Tribune is involved in. Mm. You know the Players Tribune, which is like a, a long the form website, art- yeah, 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 articles the, about sports, correct, uh, sports correct, yeah. events, right? Yeah. So this, yeah. the whole series called Untold, uh, specifically, it's a documentary series about various sporting events that maybe haven't, you know, haven't been really explored in detail. Uh. So the one documentary that I caught was Untold Operation Flagrant Foul, which is mm. bas- basically about a an NBA referee who was caught betting on his own games. Uh, oh. This was in the 2000s when, you know, during the age of Kobe Bryant and and, and all that. Um, yeah, and, and it's, I, I remember that story, reading about that story back in the day, but um, never really, you know, they didn't follow it that closely or anything, but now just watching his documentary, they they actually interviewed the, the referee himself and the bookies that he was working with. And oh. because all of them had different stories about the whole thing, that's what makes it quite interesting. Yeah. Like like the book the bookie is you know uh, the referee was saying that oh I never bet on my own games and the uh, the bookmaker behind it was like that's bullshit he was totally in on like throwing the games and everything you know so so now you're hearing all the convicted uh people coming out and telling their side of the story so that's what that's what makes it quite an interesting documentary uh, who's telling the truth right you know uh yeah so I th- I think it's it's quite um. It's quite interesting when you actually hear the people who perpetrated the crime talking about it and the different perspectives they had on it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, the Players' Tribune is involved. That means they, what, they, they provided, like, the info, or, like, they kind of produced it, or what? Uh, yeah, they're one of the executive producers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, they, it's a... So, I think there's Untold and various other kind of stories uh, that are from other sports and all uh. So mm. this one is just focused on on the on the basket basketball side of things. Uh. Yeah, I see. Oh, yeah, that's cool, yeah. man. Interesting. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, man. Right, all right. We did it. Cross border international Yalabad podcast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah and the world. We, yeah, and and I guess we'll talk to you all soon as well because there'll be one yes. more of these next week. Yes. Au revoir. Au revoir.